0: Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 103, I have some tips for some digital decluttering. I decided to do this episode for a few reasons. Number one, um, the month of February, we're focusing on decluttering in the membership group, Uh, So that's our subject. So if decluttering is something that you struggle with, I highly, highly, highly recommend just tap pause on this, go to the show notes, and you're going to see a link for something called Buy Me a Coffee. That is sort of my membership hub. It's very similar to Patreon if you've heard of Patreon with other podcasters that you listen to. So it's just a way for me to sort of put stuff out there. I like this platform because it's sort of this all-in-one. But anyway, um, what the membership includes, and, and if you tap on it, it doesn't mean you automatically join. You can just tap on it, go see. I'm starting to do posts in there. So it's a little bit of um, social media, so I can do posts, sort of talk about what I'm doing with the membership. And then if you are inspired to join one of the membership levels, you're welcome to do that. Um, I have three different ones at three different price points, trying to keep it as affordable and accessible as possible. But uh, the guide this month is the One Organized Declutter Guide. So this is something that I've created over the years. These are some of the tools that I used when I was working with clients. These were sort of like the little reminders that I would leave for them to help them declutter and keep the process going after our session was done. So if you want to take a little peek at some of the pages of the guide, I did post a few in the gallery. Um, Buy me a coffee. So again, just tap pause on this and then go to the, the little description where I talk about what the episode is about and then just tap on the link and it should take you there or you can go to buy me a coffee forward slash Uma, and it should take you right there if you're having any trouble with the links or you can't find it feel free to shoot me an email and uh because that's definitely great feedback for me to know if if links aren't working or you if you're having trouble finding me there. So email is oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. Okay. So again, I um, am focusing on decluttering this month. So a lot of the episodes for this podcast are going to be sort of loosely based around some decluttering ideas. Again, we do dive deeper. If you decide to join one of the membership levels, I have like zooms you can join i have a one-on-one coaching if that's something that you're interested in and also a great facebook community that i'm building and trying to get up and running so uh the other thing is is that i had a lot of great feedback from one of my most recent episodes where um a few of you asked if i could dive a little bit deeper into like the digital decluttering and so i thought yeah This is really great. This is actually something I just recently did for myself. So as I was sort of going through the process, I decided to kind of take down some notes and just share them with you guys. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. First and foremost, one of the things, one of the great benefits that I found while I was doing some digital decluttering myself was it actually saved me some money. Um, one of the subscriptions that I had had for quite some time and probably spent like way too much money on. And it's a great one. I'm not, there's no criticism. I just realized it was not for me. It was like the Audible. So I had had a membership to Audible. So I thought, well, I love podcasts. Like I am a podcast junkie. I listen to at least one podcast almost every single day of the week. And um, I thought, well, since I'm such, uh, you know, a a huge listener of podcasts, I should probably, I mean, I would, that would transfer over to loving to listen to audible books, right? Or books on audio or however you say that. So not, not so much. Um, I was a little resistant to audio books because I had a bad experience about 20 years ago I was driving like on a ten-hour drive with one of my aunts years ago, and um, so we get in the car, and like I said, it's like an eight, nine, ten-hour drive, so a long drive, right? So I'm expecting some like fun conversation, maybe listening to some music, and this was like before. This is really before like iPhones, and I it may it may have even been before like the iPod. So we get in the car. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're going to love this book. So she puts in her CD and it's like a third of the way through. So she's already listened to the first like third of the book, the audio book. And then (laughs) she's silent, not saying a word. I am not allowed to say a word. If I say anything, she's like irritated and like hits pause and then like has to rewind or whatever. Um, And I have to sit in this car for like, like I said, almost 10 hours listening to the book. I have no idea how the book even started because again, she started like she had been listening to it already instead of just like, hey, you don't know how this starts and starting it from the beginning and then possibly offering me her book CD to hear how it ends. You know, no, there was none of that. So I had to sit in silence trying, you know, to take a nap in between trying to figure out like, what is this book about trying to get into it? I just couldn't get into it. And so I just thought, you know, audiobooks aren't for me from that bad experience. But I will say, I I can't get into it. It's just better for me to read a book. I think what I really like about the podcast, listening to podcasts is sort of that engagement feeling that you kind of get when you listen, like you feel like you kind of know the podcast host. And so that's what I realized really kind of appeals to me. So, that was one of the memberships. I had it like recurring where I was being charged every month. I think I got through part of one book and I had like a ton of credits or something and I just had to cancel it because I wasn't using it. So, again, one advantage of doing some digital decluttering in your life, it, it, you know, you have those recurring charges and expenses. And one of the great questions you have to kind of ask yourself, and I'll, this will be recurring throughout this episode is, is this of value to me? Like, is this service, is this person, is this thing, whatever it is, is it of value to me? Do I value it? doesn't add to my life. If it doesn't, then again, it's okay. Let it go. It's it's time to let it go. So let's get started. And the first one is subscriptions. So I want you to sort of take a look, maybe start with your bank account or your credit card statement or wherever that you have those recurring payments kind of go on and just kind of take an overview. Hmm. Is this is this something that's of value to me? Like I said, I had I really, really thought I had like several books lined up to do the audiobook thing. And I just, like I said, I would play them in the car. And then I just found over time my brain was kind of wandering. I'd eventually like turn it off, play some music, play one of my podcasts, I would start talking. And several chapters had gone by or like I would just turn it down sometimes because I just wasn't into it. So I had to really kind of stop and say, this is something that's not really of value to me. I'm not really getting anything from it. It's not a bad thing, not a criticism, of course. It's just not for me. So that was something that I had to go in and stop, you know, that subscription, stop those recurring charges. But think about all of the different areas in your life. Like, for instance, maybe it's coaching you know that's something that's really really popular are you are you really getting a lot out of the coaching coaching and here's the thing about coaching that i have found coaching is good for a season or a reason just like a friend sometimes i feel like people come into our life whether it be a relationship or friendship or a professional relationship maybe something like coaching and you're just not getting much out of it, like as much as you used to. And you don't want to hurt the person's feelings and go through all of that. But if it's a coach, then it's a business. It's something that they're sort of used to. Obviously, I'm kind of like loosely in that realm. And I get it. And that's why I do my membership, like based on like month to month. So you could just join for one month. And if you're like, hey, look, the next month doesn't apply to me not interested, whatever, you can always cancel whatever. Because I get that I get that like, Sometimes these things are, are just like temporary. They're just to sometimes get you over like a hump or whatever. Or maybe you've just had a lot of success. Like that coaching really, really has worked for you, whether it maybe it's for your physical health, your business, mental, emotional, spiritual, family relationship, whatever it is. And you've seen improvements in in that part of your life. And you're just like, you know what? I got what I needed from that and it's okay to move on. It's absolutely okay. And so again, take a big look at all those subscriptions. One of the biggest areas of subscriptions is streaming TV. And that is actually something that I'm very aware of. So we kind of, like Paramount Plus, like that's one that we love Yellowstone and we love the Yellowstone prequels. actually love the prequels more than Yellowstone. So love 1883, loving 1923, I think is the newest one. Loving, loving, loving those. But when they kind of go on hiatus, I actually just cancel the membership. And then I know when we're ready to binge watch it again, I sign right back up. There just isn't anything. I've sort of explored that streamer app and there just isn't anything else that we're super, super interested in. So I'm okay doing that. And again, it's okay for you to do that. Um, so I kind of take stock of the different streaming networks that we're doing and sort of decide, you know what, Hey, look, nobody's really watching this one. It's okay to cancel that. Again, those little charges really can save you some money over time. I know it only seems like it's like five bucks or eight bucks, but multiply that by 12 and then see how much that is per year. All right. Um, So what are some other areas? So you have the streamers, you have sometimes like coaching, you have the different apps. Another area to go into is like your app store. So if you're in Google Play or the, I think it's iTunes store, whatever the the Apple one is called, um, take stock of those, go to the subscriptions tab and really take stock of that and say to yourself like, you know, hey, again, are these things that I use or these things my family use. My um, youngest had some games like subscriptions to little kid games on my phone for the apps. And then he recently, we recently got him his own phone. So I could go in and cancel all those. So I'm not paying for those. I don't allow him to have any paid apps on his phone right now. And so again, a little bit of a money saver. So just kind of take an assessment of all of the different areas. And Again, go through, start just canceling stuff. And again, it's always okay for you to go back and you can always subscribe again. And, and, and it, I trust me, when you start seeing all those little charges drop off, it makes a big difference. It really does because that can add up over time. Okay, so kind of on that note, the next area to kind of take a stock of and maybe do some digital decluttering are the apps on your phone. So like I said, I feel like I've been sharing my phone with one of my children for years, So always have like his little folder with his little game. So if we go somewhere and I just needed him to be quiet or distracted or whatever, you know, I could hand him my phone and he knew which games he could play on my phone. Now, here's kind of the thing, like if I mean, and I don't know a lot about this, but just my very, very basic knowledge. The apps on our phone um, take up a lot of memory space. So they take up a lot of space and now we have to pay for cloud service. And that was something that I've realized. I'm like, oh, I'm paying again this recurring charge for my cloud service for memory backup or whatever it's called. And I don't even use a lot of this stuff. So it's actually good. And I can maybe go and pay for a smaller plan on my cloud service. Again, all of that money adds up by just going through and sort of doing an audit of my phone apps. So something that I do from time to time, I like to have my phone kind of organized. I know where like my finance apps are. I know where my social media apps are, so on and so forth. So, take stock of your phone apps. And again, as you discover some, I've and I've done this too. I was like, I didn't even know I was paying for that. So, it's actually good to go in and just sort of kind of do a declutter, kind of rearrange. And then, if you can, you know, you want to save a few bucks somewhere, go into your um, iCloud storage service or whatever, and just see if you're, you know, maybe paying for the plan that's actually appropriate to you and not paying overpaying. Maybe you can save a few bucks there. All right. So speaking of phone, I think at one point I had last year like 7,000 photos on my phone. I mean, and I was like, that's, (laughs) that's not that big of a deal. Right. And then when we got, uh, we actually switched over to T-Mobile last year um, the guy helping me do my phone thing switch over was like, "You have seven thousand photos on your phone." Like he was pretty shocked by it, and I was like, kind of embarrassed. I don't know why, but anyway, maybe my kids would say that's such an old person thing. So it is what it is. I am here for it, I guess. Um. So anyway, going through my phones, I screenshot everything. I realized so I've a large percentage of my photos are screenshots. I I think I just screenshot just for memory of things. Um, So I screenshot or I just take photos of different things. I'm not as bad as my mom. So bless her heart. My mom and I, we went on a trip last year with her. And so I was, looking, she had taken photos of something. So she's like, hey, she didn't know how to like go back and look at her photos or something. So I was helping her with something on her phone. And as I was going through, I saw all these photos of QR codes in her phone. And I was like, why do you have all these photos of QR codes? And she looked at me and she's like, yeah, that never works for me. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I take a photo of them and it never works for me. I was like, So I had to kind of teach her how to use QR codes on her phone, bless her heart. So anyway, I'm not that bad yet. Um, But anyway, I definitely um, know I need to go through, and this is something that I have started to be better about is just going through uploading photos that are really important. I actually just like Shutterfly, so I'll just upload those to Shutterfly. And one day I'll get in there and do the albums that I've said I'm going to do for many years. I'll do them like occasionally I'll go in and do one for a gift. But I would really love to have a collection of um, albums, something tangible that my kids just have. And so definitely on my to-do list for one day. But there are some apps out there. There was one that I tried and I've I actually forgot to write down the name, so I'm going to actually pull up my phone real quick and see if I have it. It's called something like Duplicate, oh, it's called Cleanup, that's what it is. So it's called Cleanup, and it's supposed to go in and find all of the um, duplicate photos on your phone. Be forewarned, if you are like me and you have thousands of photos on your phone, um, i I. I caution you to do this. And this is the only reason why I, it was great. It did go through. I did have a a lot of duplicates, but because I had so many, uh, photos on my phone, I thought this would take like 30, 45 minutes to go through. It took four hours, four hours, so, and it was uh, something I'd, I'd started like around like eight o'clock at night while I was just messing with my phone. I was like, Ooh, this is cool. Let me go in here and, and kind of clean up my uh, photo storage. Cause my photo storage takes up a lot of my memory, iCloud, whatever that is called. So anyway, be forewarned if you get any of those apps that will help you to kind of clean it up. They are great, or at least that one was really great. It just took a long time, and you have to go in and sort of manually um, decide if these all these photos are actual duplicates and if it's okay to get rid of them. So it's just better, like instead of like playing a game, or you know, when you're sitting in the waiting room at the, at the doctor's office, or whatever, when you're just on your phone, um, to just go through and just do the decluttering yourself, just go through declutter, find a great app to upload your photos, to decide what you're going to do with your photos. Um, besides just keeping, besides just keeping them on your phone. So it's actually good to have sort of a plan. And if there's any really great apps out there that you guys really like, by all means, reach out to me and let me know. Um, I have a listener feedback form and on that form, you can, there's a space at the bottom where you can like give me some suggestions and ideas and feedback on more um, episodes. And so by all means, if there's anything that you love and is awesome, definitely let me know and I will definitely uh, come out here on the podcast and share it with other listeners. All right. So moving on to another app on our phone or several apps on our phone. Uh, And I've actually talked to this about this a few times social media, social media. So let's talk about like, cleaning up our social media feeds. I have a little bit of a different take on this, obviously, first and foremost, and I'm and I'm really happy I'm starting to see this kind of this resonate out there. But time is our most precious resource and we waste so much of it. And one of the biggest time sucks is social media. I mean, I have to go on and I use um, Facebook for my real estate business. So I have to go on and do posts. But my gosh, if it isn't, I don't know how many times I catch myself doing this where I will go on to post and then I completely forget 'Cause I've gotten swept away in some something crazy or or whatever. I've started reading something. So when I have to go on there for work, I have to be very intentional. Like, don't look at my newsfeed. Don't look at my newsfeed. Just go over to my page, post what I need to do, schedule everything, and keep on moving. And so I actually have turned off all the notifications on my phone and that's something that I think is really helpful. So if you find yourself really gets getting sucked into social media, it's okay to turn off the notifications and then be very intentional about your time when you do go into your social media apps. It's the notifications are still there. I've done that. So like all during my day, if I'm like, Hey, did anyone respond to my post? Or is there any thing that I need to sort of interact with or something, I will just tap on the app, look at the notifications, see if there's anything I need to respond to, and then close out the app. So again, easier said than done, isn't it? So but that is definitely something that's great to um, get into the practice of is just being very mindful with your time when it comes to social media. So Turn off notifications. It's okay. If somebody really needs you, they're not going to be hollering at you in your DMs or on Facebook or Snapchat or whatever your <clears throat> your social media is. If they really need to go get a hold of you, they probably have your number and they will contact you via text or phone call or email. <clears throat> so, Usually life and death is not happening on social media. Like no one's really trying to get to you. So just just remember that. It's okay. So turn off those notifications so that they're not distracting you from other tasks and activities that you have going on during the day. Be intentional about your time. So that is the first thing that I want to say. The next thing I want to say is I just listened to this on another podcast. Um, again, I am so bad because I listen to so many during the day. I just have them sort of roll one into the other, and so somebody had made a comment about the mental space in our brain is finite. I think sometimes we it, we think it's infinite, like it just we can just go on forever, and and maybe in some regard that is. But I actually liked this where they're like. The space in your brain is like the space in your house. It's like the space in your closet. You can't cram so much stuff in. So you have to be very intentional, or you should be very intentional about what's coming into your brain. I love that. I I just loved hearing that because I'm a big believer in that. So. How do we be intentional about what's coming into our brains? Well, first and foremost, like I said, turn off those notifications. But the next thing is, and I'm a big fan about this, is silencing those that are really negative or really toxic or just take up a lot of space in our brain. There's so many other more important things that we should be doing in our lives And why waste that precious time and that precious brain space on things and people that are just time wasters, that are just toxic, that are just in general. And, you know, again, I have found this. I have been in like a great mood. And then I've gone on social media and I've seen something and it just like Soured my mood, it was like instantaneous, so it's definitely something that I have to be very aware of. I have to be very aware of my triggers and it's okay to go in in silence and there's a lot of ways that you can do this so say it's like a news feed or something <clears throat> unfollow like nobody's caring nobody is taking that personally if you if you stop following. different news channels or whatever, they're not going to get their feelings hurt. They're used to it. Um, But what about when it is personal? What about when it is somebody that just takes up a lot of space in your brain for reasons that you just don't know why? It's okay to just kind of silence those people. So goodness, depending on which app you're in, um, I encourage you to just usually if you tap on the friendship, you can like snooze the person there sometimes there's that option, you can unfollow the person so you just don't see them, but your remaining friends, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do this. So if you go on there, and there maybe there's just that person from work, and you can't unfriend them because then it's awkward. But you just they just are always posting something that just makes you feel like, Kind of you know, wah, wah. go ahead, snooze them, unfollow them, whatever it's okay again we're we 're having some boundaries we are being protective of our brain space, and again, like I said, kind of curate your feed, I love that, I love funny, i love, I love funny people, I love memes, um I love. I just love that kind of stuff. So the people that probably show up in my feed on my social media the most are people that are just like funny or even inspiring. I am. I love a cheesy like Instagram quote or me. Love them. Um, It's one of the things I will admit. I actually do screenshots. So if there's something that just I'm like, oh, that just like speaks to my soul right now, I will actually screenshot it. And then sometimes I will uh keep it, and then just kind of revisit it, or I'm like yeah that that feels really good i love I love that saying or whatever it's okay. I mean again, I am allowed to sort of curate my life and what comes into my life into my brain, and so are you. So get in the practice of curating those social media feeds, push out sort of the icky people icky things icky. News stuff, all of that. Um, And I'm sure there's someone in your life that can uh, notify you of when the the world's coming to an end as it seems to be coming to an end every week, right? So, anyway, just kind of like I said, give yourself a little bit of boundaries, give yourself a little bit of space when it comes to a lot of that negativity. All right. The next area I want you to focus on is email. Okay let's talk about email for a second. How many email accounts do you have? I mean, some of you, especially those of you that maybe are in small business or you're you're doing different things, maybe you have uh, different jobs, count how many email accounts you have. And then if you have children, they now have email accounts. Like <clears throat> my son, you know, the kids now have email accounts for school. Um, there's just a lot. And then th- th- don't even get me started on like text messages and DMs and all of that different way. Like there's a million different ways for people to reach us, right? Well, when it comes to email, again, it is okay to sort of curate what's coming in. Now, I say this as someone, again, as a small business owner, I kind of like, I have two ways of thinking. I'm like, don't do this. But then, as one organized mama, I'm saying yes. Do do this, and I, I, I'll be honest. I kind of lean towards that. But let's talk about like all the different emails again. <clears throat> really, really important to sort of curate this feed. True story. We went. My husband and I went out of town for two weeks, and I really needed that sort of break from everything. Last year was a really crazy year. I came back and I sat down as I was doing some of this. Digital decluttering, and I had 7,000 emails, 7,000 in my personal email account. Granted, last year, again, with a lot going on, I just had a lot of stuff. You know, we were moving across country, just a lot of stuff going on. But my heavens, 7,000? 7, 7,000? 7, I mean, it was insane. I took a cup of coffee one morning, sat down at my computer part of me sort of debated, should I just start a whole new email account and just delete this account? Cause this is crazy. And so I think it took me about three hours. It was like a Saturday or Sunday morning when I had nothing going on. Like I said, cup of coffee in hand and went through my personal email account and unsubscribed to hundreds of different <laughs> things. And some of it was hard to unsubscribe to. Some of them were businesses that I shop at frequently. Some of them were businesses that I love. Again, as a small business owner, I'm like, oh, this person, it, this hurts. Because I know when you get an unsubscribe, it's kind of a, a little bit of a stab in the heart. It really is. I don't know why we take it so personally sometimes, but it's okay. Um, I, I get it. I get the whole evergreen. I get the drip campaigns, again, as a small business owner. I do it. I it, There's nothing wrong with doing it as long as you follow the spam can laws and are respectful. And if someone unsubscribes, you don't resubscribe them, which I did find some companies actually do a little annoying. So then I have to go an extra step and hit spam because I should be, they should be respecting the fact that I'm saying, I no longer want your communications. Don't resubscribe me. So businesses, if they get too many spam complaints, can actually kind of get in trouble. I mean, I don't know with who per se, but there are laws out there to protect consumers as there should be. So always, if you're a small business owner or your business owner out there, be respectful of people's um, requests and stuff. And so when I do do uh, email marketing, I actually only do one email per month for my uh, real estate business. And You know, for the most part, like I have a pretty good engagement, but also a really low unsubscribe rate because I don't blast people with emails. So go through your email. And again, just like that social media feed, who do you want to hear from? What do you want to see? I like my personal email for personal people. I like it for stuff that is ongoing in my life, something that I'm dealing with. I don't want to have to go through you know, a dozen, you know, uh, you know, bath and body work and Nordstrom Rack emails to find the email for my kid's school. I don't want to do it. I know I can do search, whatever. I just, it don't noise me. And so I have gone through and I've unsubscribed to probably 90% of the businesses that I shop at. And I just decided I know where I shop. So if I want a deal, if you go to their website and... It, you can usually get whatever their current deal is. If they're like, oh, 30% off if you buy today. Or here's kind of the thing. Sign up for our text messages and get 10 to 15% off. You can sign up and then unsubscribe again. I know. You, uh, marketers out there are not happy with me saying that. But sometimes you just got to play the game. All right. So go through... And decide, again, is this a value to you? Is this something that you use? Do you even like this company? Do you even buy from this? How did they even get my email? Go through, if you scroll through, they're making it really hard sometimes to find that unsubscribed. Sometimes you have to click on manage preferences at the very bottom. But just like what I do, I keep unsubscribe very clear. So if someone wants to unsubscribe to me, I make it as easy peasy for them as possible. And I, I wish most businesses did, but just scroll to the very bottom of the email. Sometimes you have to click on view entire message, scroll to the bottom, hit unsubscribe. You don't have to give a reason why. If they are making it really difficult for you to unsubscribe, usually there is a report spam button, hit report spam, and it will automatically block the messages from you. It's also a good idea on the flip side to go through your junk Email folder. And look at stuff from time to time. Because I have found sometimes where I'm like, I haven't heard from so-and-so. And And I'm like, oh, they're in my junk folder. And then kind of clean that out too a little bit. But it is okay to go through, curate that email account. I have one for work and I have one for personal. I've kind of let some of the others go um, just because, uh, again, I have two for work. So I have two different businesses. But I um, have let some of the others go because that's just too much to manage. It's too much to manage for my brain. So personal is for stuff that I deem personal. And that's okay. And you can do the same thing too. So definitely go through your email. Oh, one other thing on the email that I did find, I found, (laughs) I had a couple of other subscription type things that I didn't even remember that I had subscribed to. So that was something else that I was like, oh gosh, I'm glad I saw this when you get those little renewal emails, like such and such is going to renew at $6.99 per month or whatever. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, let me click on that and cancel that right now. So it also kind of gave me an opportunity to again, save some money. All right. The last area I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm going to I kind of outlined this very similar to how I do paperwork. So when I teach paperwork organization, I'm going to do this the same way. And that is our desktop on our computer. Um, I have found, I just, I'm going to say number one, I love a clean desktop. I just love little, nice little organized folders. I hate when I have a million icons on there. Um, I hate when I have downloads. I'm pretty... Pretty strict with my family, like as far as downloads, because again, I have to use my computer for work all that pretty much every day, and so they're really not allowed to download anything on it. I mean, everyone else kind of—they all have their own stuff, so I'm like, stop using my stuff. Um, so again, boundaries. It's okay to tell your your people, like, hey, give me give me a little space here. Don't don't bog down my computer with all these downloads. Um, but. My, I love, <laughs> love a really pretty curated, clean desktop screen. Don't you? I mean, there's just, I don't know. I just love it. So anyway, I also am have kind of become a little bit of a geek about this. Like I like in the morning when I, my brain's just still kind of waking up. I'm a little foggy on a morning and I'm like, I know I need to get work started or I need to do this, but I'm, my brain's just not quite there yet. And I'll go through and it feels like the game of Tetris. I'll kind of just start to call through all of my uh, little icons on my desktop and I'm like, oh, slide this over to trash. This goes over to this folder. And it's, there's something kind of like relaxing about it. I don't know. Call me a geek. It's okay. But let's talk about how some best practice tips of organizing your desktop screen. First and foremost Keep it general. Keep it simple. Don't get bogged down in details. So just like with paperwork, I I tell you to do your hanging file folders very generic. Like you just want home or pet or auto or car, whatever you want to call it. You don't want to say, you know, 2017 Honda Pilot because in a few years, are you going to have a 2017 Honda Pilot? Probably not. Are you going to find the the label maker to change that label? Or if you're going to handwrite it, is it going to bug you that everything else is printed and you have one handwritten label or the font's not the same? Trust me, this happens. People go down these rabbit holes when it comes to this. So that's why I'm saying keep it simple. Same thing with your folders on your desktop. So I just have some that like I have a huge folder from One Organized Mama. So I have OOM. I have my real estate, which is my most organized, like I I love it. I want to show it to the world, but I can't. But anyway, I have one that just has my husband's first name with stuff that looks important, stuff that he scanned in or saved. I don't know what it is. And then I just slide it over to his folder. And again, just has his first name and then make him go through once or twice a year and kind of decide what is trash and uh, what he can keep. Um, I also have one that's just labeled important documents, <clears throat> and this is just stuff that I need kind of like, for instance, like if we're in the middle of tax season and I just need to like email something immediately um, to our tax guy, whatever. So again, keeping it really simple where it makes sense to my brain, and then within the folders, you can, I mean, have at it. It's like with my, um, my work folders. I get really, really, really detailed in those because I have to. And um there's certain laws I have to abide by and all of that. So therefore, I'm super organized when it comes to those. But for the most part, everything else, especially for personal life, is pretty general. School, sports, home, pet, that's it. I mean, if I need something for my dog, if I'm like where's brady's last you know vaccination record that the the vet sent me it's probably in pet you know i mean we we brady's new to our family we've had him about a year and a half previous to that with scout can you change those labels a little bit easier on your computer yes you can but i'm just here to say just keep it really simple keep it very general and then go through on a regular basis and then just clear stuff out so Again, this is almost like that game Tetris, I just love it, where you just kind of go through and it's just sliding icons around and drag stuff to the trash, clear out your trash every once in a while, and just keep your computer screen really accessible. I always tell people that you want your organization systems to be so simple that you can tell somebody who's never been in your home before exactly where something is. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be perfectly placed or curated. It doesn't have to have a fancy label where you can say, hey, I need you to walk over to my computer, click on this folder, and in there, there should be this document. I need you to email that to me real quick. It needs to be that simple. So when you're organizing, whether it be your home, your paperwork, your computer, whatever, Keep it simple so you can just tell somebody exactly where it's at. And I've actually shared an experience with that one time when my youngest was like, I don't know, like 12, I don't know, like before he was two where he could fly as a lap child. The airline kind of pushed back because we didn't bring his birth certificate, which I didn't know we had to do. And so um, we had to, I had to have my sister run to my house find his birth certificate, take a photo of it so I could show it to the airline folks. And I was literally able to, I mean, as soon as she walked in my house, I could tell her exactly where, where that was. And she was able to do it within like minutes. And so that's how I want it, to, how I want you to think of with the organization. It's not about impressing people. It's not about living this perfectly curated life. It's not a all about your house. It's about saving you time. So that's what my big message behind organization is in a nutshell. All righty. So what did you guys think? Is there any other area that I missed when it came to digital organization? If there is, click on my tell me about yourself feedback form. Like I said, I love to do episodes that are focused only on the feedback that you guys give me. I literally read this feedback form daily. I go in, I check to see what updates. So if you guys have suggestions, if you have stuff that you think would be great for me to talk about um, with other listeners, keep giving me your suggestions. You can go in. I mean, you can fill out as much of that form as you want, as much, as little. It matters not to me. I just love the fact that You guys are wonderful about giving your feedback directly to me. So fill out that feedback form. Let me know what you want to hear more of on the podcast. Um, What would you like me to share with the audience? What tools or tips or tricks work for you? Um, Excuse me. And then on that note, um, one of the greatest things about podcasts is that they're very shareable. So if there's an episode that you feel like, hey, This can work with someone else or I know someone that could benefit from this. By all means, make it shareable. Send it to them. That's awesome. I love it when you guys do that. Or when someone tells me, oh my gosh, I discovered you because a friend shared an episode. That's incredibly flattering. But if you would also, if you have a minute and you haven't taken time to do a review, let me tell you about the reviews. I actually am kind of, I keep a little bit of distance from the reviews just because <clears throat> What's really important to me is what my actual listeners, my regular listeners, actual listeners really think. So that's why I created the feedback form because that's what I read daily. To me, the reviews are kind of meant for other people. So if there is something, a nugget of information, how, you know, that you'd like to share, like, hey, if you're needing help in this area or this was helpful to me, that's what I always ask you guys to do to share in a review. Like just drop it in, um, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever listening device you're on, obviously a five star review really helps build my podcast. And for that I'm super grateful for for those who've done that. But um again, if you want me to see it directly, um by all means fill out the feedback form. That's what I really take to heart. I don't always take the the reviews to heart because Sometimes it, you just never know. I mean, you just never know who's out there. I appreciate the people who um reach out to me directly. That's that's really where I what I value. <clears throat> but again, go check out my buy me a coffee as I am building a community over there. So if you're just looking again for more of a deep dive, maybe more of a connection. I do have a member only Facebook group that you can be a part of at any level, the $9 level, the $49 level or the $249 level. Um, I'm over there building that up as well and kind of putting stuff in there that will just again, be a great way. I'd love it when listeners connect with one another. So I'm just trying to continue to grow that. So Thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama uh, podcast. And again, your feedback's important to me, so keep reaching out and stay tuned for the next episode.